Hello, I'm Dr. Laura Williams and you're listening to Know Your Own Psychology. After many years building a successful career as a psychologist, I finally realised that it didn't reflect the autonomy and freedom I wanted in both my life and work. As I made plans to begin working for myself, my husband died suddenly and my whole world fell apart. But with a young family to look after and big dreams I did not want to give up on, I took some time and in the middle of the global pandemic, I left my old life behind. Today, I'm a private psychologist, digital course creator, mum to five and best-selling author. My mission is to simplify psychological ideas so that you can know your own psychology, influence all the areas of your life and achieve more meaning, freedom and purpose. Are you ready to be empowered? This is Know Your Own Psychology, the podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Know Your Own Psychology, the podcast. Well folks, Happy New Year. Can you believe it's 2023? I am so pleased to be back um, recording the podcast after what has been a bit of a week. So those of you who will be following me on my socials may know about this already but I came down with a bit of a cold last week and I completely lost my voice. And so I had intended to record this podcast a few days ago and essentially had to give my voice and my body a bit of a rest and just wait until my voice came back. So I'm here and I'm ready for it and I hope you are too. So today on the podcast, what I want to talk to you about are five things that I believe everyone should know before they start therapy. And I have found over the years that sometimes people have certain expectations of therapy and what it will look like. Um, They may get into it and realise that what they expected is not actually what it's like. And so I do think it's really important that people have some understanding of what a therapeutic space feels like, the kind of things that might come up within it. And, you know, you don't often get a chance to do that. Obviously, by its very nature, therapy is confidential. And so um, you don't ever really get the chance to, you know, look beyond and see, you know, what it is that people will talk about in therapeutic spaces. So I just wanted to talk about some of that today. And, you know, it might help some of you who are thinking about therapy or considering therapy um, to, you know, just get yourself over the line. Or for some of you, you might think, actually, do you know, that's not for me. I'm going to go down a different route. And I thought this was also quite topical and timely for January because, Traditionally, this is a time when people are considering what changes they might want to make in their life. Um, and yeah, it just felt like a useful a useful thing to, you know, talk to you guys about. So let's just dive in and get started. Okay, the number one thing that I think people should know about therapy before they begin is that the work is actually in the relationship that you build with your therapist. Now, that might sound like an obvious thing to say, but 
as someone who's worked in clinical psychology now for over 20 years, it's not uncommon for people to come to therapy with a few sort of preconceived ideas. One being that it will fix them and that it's not actually much to do with the relationship, um, but that it's more about what the presenting problem is and the treatment that the person gets. I think there's there's often a misconception about that. And don't get me wrong, these things are obviously important and, and part of the holistic um, approach to treatment. However, therapeutic alliance is by far the most important factor. And that might blow some of your minds, actually, you know, because maybe you're out there and you have a particular... Um, difficulty and you're like well it's not the relationship with my therapist that will fix it however what we know um and the research has backed this up for years um freud by the way was the first person to sort of um you know say this uh on record that actually um the relationship that you build with someone is is what predicts treatment outcome and the research has backed this up for years. And interestingly, that's irrespective of, you know, the treatment approach. Um, and so if you're looking for a therapist, you have to be 100% sure that you're able to relate well to that person. And so that's why whenever I am thinking about taking on new therapy clients, I make sure that I have had some sort of um you know, contact with them either on the telephone. Usually I do it over Zoom actually um, so that we've had a chance to meet each other and work out whether that's going to work well. And I talk about that as sort of therapeutic fit. And so if you are, you know, trying to find a therapist and they don't offer that to you, um, I think, you know, it would be really important to try and find people who will offer that for free um, so that you can make an informed decision before going ahead. And yeah, go with your gut on that one. You know, it is incredibly important that you don't get into a therapeutic um, working relationship only to discover this is not going well for whatever reason. You know, we don't always gel with everyone. And so, you know, that that is a big consideration. And the fact that the relationship is the biggest predictor of treatment success should motivate you, you know, because if you have something that you're looking to shift and change in your life, then that's the thing that you should be looking for first and foremost. Okay, number two is that your therapist will tell you the hard stuff that nobody else can. And so even though we're looking for a good relationship with whichever therapist you decide to go with, that isn't a relationship where you're looking for someone who'll just tell you the things that you want to hear, right? Because that's not helpful to anyone. Your therapist should and usually will be robust enough to tell you difficult things Um that your family, your friends, who you may have sought advice from, colleagues, will not be able to tell you. And, you know, therapy skills are honed over many, many years. And, you know, we're usually quite adept at finding the root of the problem um, and being able to communicate 
our thoughts about that and our psychological formulation of that in a way that's, um, you know, compassionate and sensitive, but still explains or, you know, gets across the main root of that issue. And so if you're not ready to hear the hard stuff, my advice would be just wait, you know, don't go to therapy until you feel robust enough yourself that you might hear some difficult things. And, you know, I think that's really um, massively important because one of the things that therapists are um, looking for when we're assessing whether someone, um, you know, is ready for therapy is that kind of stuff. You know, are you going to open up Pandora's box and, and become quite distressed by the things that you are speaking about? in a way that's unhelpful or are you in a better place where you're able to cope and manage with those things okay number three transference is a real thing okay you might never have heard of transference before i'm going to just make it really simple transference is essentially a process whereby the negative emotions that you may have perhaps felt in childhood or at another point in your life is essentially transferred to the therapist. So it is not unusual for people to come to therapy and then perhaps feel angry or hostile or, you know, any other negative emotions towards their therapist. And often that's because what's happening is your relational patterns that you're talking through with the therapist are in the room, you know, they're present. And those patterns are ones that you have related to others with for your whole life. And so it would make complete sense that those relational patterns will also play out in the relationship that you build with your therapist. And that is why therapists train for many, many years, have clinical supervision where they talk about the difficulties of you know um being in a therapeutic space with someone else and you know if if you are not aware of that transference um and your therapist isn't able to point that out to you then it's it's not particularly helpful for therapy and these things do play out in the room And I think it's important that people understand that, that therapy is often not comfortable. It's not supposed to be. Um, And so even though, you know, I was saying in number one, it's important that you can relate well to someone. What I mean by that is that you're able to have the conversations that matter so that when these transference um, issues do rise up, that you're able to have that conversation with someone that you relate well to in the room. Okay, number four is your therapist is human. Now, this is such an interesting one because I do think that within therapy there often exists this sort of invisible power imbalance that somehow you come to a therapist or a doctor or a psychologist, whatever it happens to be, um, 
and there's this idea that they have you know a powerful position over you um and I just want people to know therapists are just human beings with all the same you know difficulties and struggles that you have we've just trained to help you with yours and you know I say this because you know therapists will make mistakes you know they may say things or make observations about things that you're telling them that don't land well with you Um, and I think it's important that people do understand that and actually you know this can often be the root of transference finally sort of landing in the room when a therapist says something or does something that really triggers um, their client and you know there's what psychologists would talk about as a rupture and the, the most important thing about that though that I want you to understand is that all relationships will have ruptures within them at times but the most important part is how that rupture is then repaired and so you know it's important that you are able to understand that before you go into therapy so that you're prepared for it and also that you are able to know that your therapist is looking for you to share when you feel triggered to communicate the struggle that you're having um, and actually this is a really important one for parents um, thinking about rupture and repair you know our parenting is often one of the hardest jobs that we will ever take on in fact it is the hardest job or role that I have ever taken on and our relationship with our kids is never perfect and again it's not something that's supposed to be because what we are trying to do with our children every day I guess is model to them that life isn't perfect that things happen and that there will be ruptures within relationships but that actually we can talk that through communicate it about it and um, repair things and so your therapist is human if they do something that you're not happy with it's important that you share that and talk about that and actually this is a space where often the most helpful conversations in therapy happen because once that transference um, has um, shown itself, it gives an absolutely beautiful opportunity for the therapist to point it out, for that to be spoken about, um, and for you to then become more aware of when that same relational issue, whatever it happens to be, so for example, perhaps you feel let down by your therapist, or they've not heard you properly and so you feel like you're not being listened to or validated in the way that you expected and then that gives that really um, helpful opportunity to think it through and work out where does that show up for me in my real life you know and that's the thing as well about therapy this isn't just you know um, navel gazing or talking therapy for talking therapy's sake this is allowing you to see what comes up for you so that you can then go out into the world and put that right in the spaces and with the people that that happens with all the time in the relationships that you want to um, repair and make better somehow. (laughs) 
Okay, so number five is therapy is an investment. Now, I'm not talking about money here. I think it's really important that people understand that when they come to therapy, that what they're really investing in is themselves. And again, perhaps that sounds like an obvious thing, but it's not just about investing in yourself now. The investment that you put into therapy will be paid back to you over and over and over again and to your future self. Because when you commit to therapy, you are investing your time and your money into that but that's going to pay back to you when you are able to make the changes that mean that your future self can live differently. You know, I talk about um, in my psychological work through my online program that I want people to understand their own individual psychology in order that they can, in the future, live with more meaning, freedom and purpose. And so... That is what you're investing in when you come to therapy. And not just that, I do also think it's important that people um, are aware that as well as that, you're also investing in the therapist that you come to. You know, their years of experience, their ability to relate to you and remember how important that is in terms of treatment outcome. So, that is why I think people need to sort of understand that part of it. And look, don't get me wrong, I understand not everyone can afford one-to-one therapy and that is difficult. And it's partly why I have been working behind the scenes for a while now to think about how can I work with more people so that the this work that I want to be doing with you is much more accessible and affordable and people can get some real benefits out of that without necessarily having that one-to-one therapeutic support over a longer period of time. Um, So yeah, that's my five things everyone should know before they come to therapy. And actually, while I'm on the topic of my online program, I do want to let you know that I am due to be opening the doors to my space um, within the program in February. And so I'm probably going to do that a few times in a year. And when the doors close, they close. You can't come in after that. Um, And so I'm letting people know about it in case they are interested and would like to consider that work. And actually, um, I'm going to put in the show notes of this episode um, a link to the waiting list. You can sign up there so that you don't miss when the doors open. Um, Or you can go ahead and follow me on social media if you don't already at Instagram. um, And you'll get, you know, reminded through there too. So, look, I hope this has been helpful. Um, Just a nice, useful way to kick off 2023 and engage with you on, you know, some things that I think are important for those of you who may be considering therapy in the future. 
Okay, last thing that I wanted to ask of you. If you could spare a few minutes of your time, I would be so grateful if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. Um, All of that helps to push the um, ratings of the podcast and get it out to more people. And as ever, I'm keen to make an impact and to get more people um, signed up to this idea of knowing their own psychology and living better. So yeah, do let me know if you send a review in. I'm always so grateful and I'll give you a shout out on social media. Um, Have a wonderful rest of your week. I have some amazing episodes lined up. So stay tuned, hit subscribe and I'll see you next time.